Today, Palm Sunday, an exciting day. Today actually marks the day that on our calendar some 2,000 years ago that Jesus made His triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem. This Sunday for Jesus would be the last Sunday that He would be alive before His crucifixion that following. Now, for those of us that have grown up in church, or maybe we frequent church around Christmas or Easter, we're pretty familiar with that Sunday called Palm Sunday. For the people went before Jesus laying down not only their clothes, their, their tunics on the ground, but they had palm branches that they laid down in front of Jesus as He rode on that donkey into the city of Jerusalem. They not only laid down those palm branches, but they waved them in the air. You know, the waving of palm branches, if you've lived in an area where there are palms, and if you've ever heard a rustling palm branch, it's a very nice sound. I remember living in Hawaii on the island of Maui, and there would be often times where I would you know, be on the beach and you would fall asleep and it was one of the best times of my life and you could hear the rustling of the trade winds blowing through the palm branches. And if you would imagine a mass of people waving their palm branches, laying them down, shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. See, palm branches, some years before this event that we're going to be looking at today, known as Palm Sunday, you remember that the Maccabees, Hosanna, is used. Each of the five times in the New Testament that the word Hosanna is used, it's used only in reference to this event that we know as Palm Sunday. Now, the interesting thing about this word Hosanna is that when the English translators were translating the word Hosanna from the Greek into English, Now remember, the New Testament was written in Greek. And so when the English translators came across this passage in Matthew and in Mark and in John, they didn't make a literal translation, but they rather took English letters so that phonetically it would sound the same as the Greek word there used for Hosanna. Now if that wasn't interesting enough, the scholars that translated the Old Testament from Hebrew into the Greek language, they did the same thing. It wasn't a literal translation straight from Hebrew into Greek. They took Greek letters and they made the word sound the way the Hebrew word sound sounded. And so they took the Hebrew word for Hosanna and they used Greek letters to spell it out phonetically. The, uh, the Hebrew word uh, for Hosanna is Hoshiana. Hoshiana. You could even say Hoshana. Now that's not saying Hosanna with a lisp or a speech impediment. Like someone saying Hosanna in the highest. No, I, like, that's the, the Hebrew word. Hoshana. So the Hebrew word for where we get our Greek word and our English word for Hosanna is actually found in Psalm 118 verse 25. In verse 25 of Psalm 18, it says, Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. You might be thinking, Garrett, I'm not a biblical scholar, but I don't remember reading Hosanna one time in Psalm 118. So in verse 25, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, 
Save now, I pray, is the phrase Hosanna in Hebrew. Save now, hosh, I pray. Anna, hoshana, is right there in the Hebrew language. Save now, I pray. So, the origination of this word, Psalm 118, or rather this phrase that became a word in our English dictionary, it's a prayer to God to help and to save immediately. Now, reading the psalm in context, it may sound a little familiar to you. Psalm 118, verses 25 through 26, it says, Save now, I pray, O Lord. I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. So what we've seen over the years, and I mean over the years from a long, long time ago, is that Hosanna, which was a prayer of immediate help, segued into the realization of the One who comes in the name of the Lord to save. What an interesting thing here. Gradually progressed from, Lord, help me, save me now, to blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. It actually transferred from being a plea. I'm crying out to God, save me. It became known as rejoicing, a proclamation of salvation having arrived. And they're so connected. They're so connected. So on this Palm Sunday, we're actually going to take this morning to look at the two types of hosannas. And the first one that we're going to look at this morning is a prayer for help, which is point number one, a prayer for help. And would you please join with me as we pray. Father, we come before You now this morning and we ask God that You would give us an understanding of Your Word that we have not had before. Lord, I pray that as in Christianese this Word is used regularly, that we would come to understand more fully what it actually means. And so Lord, I pray that we would see how Hosanna goes from a prayer to help to a shout of praise. And wherever we may be at today, Lord, I pray that You would minister to us exactly what we need this morning. And so Lord, now we commit this study to You. In Jesus' name, Amen. So how many of you here this morning have ever prayed a prayer of help? Have you ever, Lord, help me! Help me! I mean, you could have done that on the way to church here today. You know, sometimes we're stuck at a red light and we're like, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Sometimes it's just subconscious. You know, it's something that we have in our subconscious that if we're in a situation, it's like, Lord, help. Oh, Jesus, please help me. It doesn't have to be something major. It could be something minor. It could maybe be before you get in an argument. You know, you're going to lose your temper. You're like, oh, Lord, help me. Please. Lord, help me. Maybe it's before a test at school. Oh, Lord, help me. Maybe you didn't study at all. Lord, please help me. Whatever it might be. Some of you may have prayed to the Lord to help you endure through your pastor's message this morning. I, on the other hand, prayed that uh, I would endure looking at your faces as I (laughs) share that the service will consist of 
a three-hour teaching segment. We need help in so many different areas of our lives and in so many different ways. So many different ways. And it's okay to ask the Lord for help. It is okay. I've come to realize that God has helped me more than I will ever know this side of eternity. I mean, how many of you can say amen to that? That God has helped us so much more than we even know that He's been helping us. I remember uh, living in Maui, I mentioned that earlier, but a buddy of, of mine and I, we had hitchhiked from South Kihei, kind of north up around towards Lahaina, and there is a place called Freights, or they call it freight trains or freights, but it's in Hawaiian, it's Maalea, and it has one of the fastest moving uh, rights in the world. Nice barrels, and it's a, it's a really nice break. On certain tide schedules, you have to often jump off the side of a wall in order to paddle out to where the break is, and the beach is way, 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 way down, uh, down the other end. And a buddy of mine were out surfing, and we paddle out, and within about five minutes of us being out there, uh, this guy starts screaming his head off, just screaming his head off, and he puts his feet up on his board, and he's sitting up there, and he's like, ah! And we look at him like, what in the world? And he says, it's a monk seal, and they'll bite your toes off! Ah! I'm like, man, this guy totally killed the vibe, and we've only been out there like five minutes. A monk seal that's going to bite your toes off? Gee, who in the world's this guy? This is crazy. And so he ends up leaving, thank God, him and his, and his buddies that were there, and it was just my buddy and I now that we're out there surfing. And we're probably about 30 yards away from each other or so and catching some waves, and it was nice, it was a mellow day, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw this huge dorsal fin pop up right next to me, and drop down, and I thought, when you're a surfer, you don't think about sharks, you know that they're there, but you just don't think about them, because it just ruins your whole time of surfing, and so you don't think about that when you see them, it's hard not to think about them, that's, that's the, the, the caveat there, so so when, when I saw this out of the corner of my eye, my heart started racing. Because you know, in Maui, they have tiger sharks. And they're not the friendliest of sharks on, on the scale of sharks and how they go. And then I saw it a second time. And I started panicking. Panicking. And I started paddling so fast. I was paddling so fast that I was like in a cartoon, was hydroplaning. Like off, you know, off the water. And I kept looking back, you know, so I want to get my feet bit off, you know, or legs or whatever. And I'm like, I'm paddling as fast as I can. And I, I finally make it into shore. And my buddy comes in from the other side. And he's like, man, what happened? I, and he's like, did you see a shark? And I said, yeah, man, I, I, I saw a shark. I saw the fin pop up twice. And he's like, I thought I saw a shark too from where I was at. And when I saw you paddling like that, I knew that there was a shark out there. I'll tell you, I don't think I've ever prayed, Lord, help me before like that in my entire life. Lord, save me. Lord, help me. Lord, please, don't let my arms fail me now. Lord, please, you know, don't let me fall off my board. If you've ever surfed and you're paddling frantically, it's very easy for your, your leash to get caught or, you know, you, you flip off your board or whatever. I mean, you're praying, Lord, help me. And the Lord was helping me before I even knew that I needed the Lord to help me. In Psalm 114, verse 1, it says, a Psalm of David, I will call to you, Lord, come quickly to me. 
Hear me when I call. I mean, how many of us can relate to that? Those times of instant need. Lord, please help me. So when we hear that phrase, Hosanna, which you know is save now I pray in the Hebrew language. In Psalm 118, save now I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed You from the house of our Lord. That phrase is speaking of our heart's desire to be saved. Hosanna! In the Hebrew. Lord, help me! Hosanna! Sometimes it takes us getting to the end of ourselves to cry out to God. We've depleted our resources. Quite frankly, we've just tapped out. We've come to the end. We cry out in desperation to the Lord. And there are things in our lives that take place that are so far beyond our own abilities to overcome that it's only right that we call out to God. Oh Lord, from a spiritual standpoint, when we are dead in our trespasses and in our sins. In Romans 10.13 it says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And you don't have to have any concern whatsoever regarding whether or not God will save you from your sin. If you're here this morning and you've never put your faith in Jesus, you don't have to have any doubt in your mind that if you call to the Lord that He will not save you. It says whoever calls on the name of the Lord, Lord help me, Lord forgive me, will be saved. Period. Maybe that's you today. Any person that will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Do you need forgiveness of sins? You've gotten to the point where your heart is crying out to God, pleading with God. Maybe you're saying, Lord, help me. Maybe you've even said, God, if you're real, help me. Show me. See, this word Hosanna over the years has had a shift in its meaning. And it's kind of fascinating. As we covered, it originated in, in Psalm 118 as a plea, a cry, a prayer for God to save quickly. Hosanna! But by the time that we read it again in the Gospels, it was used as a confident shout of praise for the salvation of the Lord has arrived. I find this fascinating because as the people were laying down their tunics on the road and the palm branches for Jesus to ride upon, they cried out, Hosanna! This phrase for a cry for help had turned into a confidence that God is mighty to save. What an interesting connection there. Because usually when we cry out to God, God save me, it's in hopes that maybe somehow He would. But what we see in this connection between this phrase Hosanna is an immediate transition from I need help to I know games. I need help. I know God saves. And I'm even going as far as I am praising God for His salvation. For He does save. And there's something that takes place in the life of a follower of Jesus after they've prayed, after they've seen the work of the Lord in their lives time and time again that there is a shift 
from a cry of help to a confidence that is found only in the Lord. From God, I'm at the end to praising God is the God who begins where we end. That God is the God who saves. How do we travel that road between crying out, God help me, to praising God that He will? Well, that prayer for help leads us to point number two, which is a shout of praise. A shout of praise. The transition between a prayer for help and a shout of praise is a very supernatural one. That progression cannot be made in the emotional, the mental, or even the physical unless it has first been made spiritually. That's it. Mind, in my emotions, I do not naturally rejoice in that God will save me when I am in the thick of my problem. I will not, in my own mind, or in my own emotions, feel naturally inclined to rejoice that God is the God who saves when I am in the point through. My natural man is overcome with grief and concern and worry. Because I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. Or I don't know what there is that can be done. I don't know what to do in this situation. And so I'm in that place of Hosanna, which is, Lord, please save me. This is a powerful transition in the phrase Hosanna. Where I go from crying out to God to immediately, it's almost like the psalmist in Psalm 118 answers his own cry for help and that he says, Lord, quickly, come save me. And he says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He starts praising God. Jesus said in John 4, 23 and 24, but the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers or even true praise will praise the Father in spirit and in truth for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. For God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. To worship in spirit and in truth. See, in order to connect as a follower of Jesus to the true source and object of worship, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. For it is only through the Holy Spirit that we can have a true worship experience with God and be genuine worshipers, genuine givers of praise. Jesus said, be a true worshiper. In the Greek language, that's aletheos. And it means... That which has not only the name and resemblance, but the real nature corresponding to the name. In every respect, it's real, true, and genuine. So it's more than just what meets the eye. So to be a true worshiper, a true worshiper that must worship in spirit and truth, in the language that was originally written in, in the Greek language, it says that that's somebody that not only has a name or a resemblance, but everything that is associated with that real nature corresponding to the name. The dictionary gives us that definition for praise, which is praise is to offer grateful homage in words or song 
as an act of worship. Worshiping the Lord in spirit and truth means shouting Hosanna as we praise the Lord. The emphasis on genuine worship is on giving, not receiving for ourselves, giving praise to the Lord. See, we praise the Lord on Sunday mornings and our praise is for the Lord. Sometimes in churches, people can complain that the worship's not very inspiring or the teaching is bland or the service is, well, well, I just don't know. It just didn't serve me very well this morning. I think we think mistakenly that because we call it a Sunday morning service that we're the ones being served instead of God. In Ephesians 6-7, Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus and said, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. So when we think as Christians as giving praise, the first thing you know often we think of or identify with that term is music. I was going to you know, worship music, praise music. In Psalm 149, verse 3, it says, Let them praise His name with the dance. Let them sing praises to Him with the timbrel and the harp. In 2 Samuel 6, 5, it says, Then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments, of firwood, on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on sistrums, and on cymbals. In 1 Chronicles 13, verse 8, it says, Then David and all Israel played music before God with all their might, with singing, on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, with trumpets. In 1 Chronicles 15-16, it says, Then David spoke to the leaders of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers, accompanied by instruments of music, stringed instruments, harps, and cymbals, by raising the voice with resounding joy. If you ever wonder like, where we get worship music from, praise music from, it's from the Bible. And yes, it even has cymbals up there too. Drums. Stringed instruments. We worship the Lord. So with musical instruments, with our voices singing, with resounding joy, the people of God have worshipped the Lord and have praised the Lord for centuries. We thank God through our praise. And we most importantly, what happens through our time of praise is that we turn our attention to God when we worship Him. In 2 Chronicles 20.19, listen to this. It says, Then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel. Listen to what it says. With voices loud and high. It says their voices as they were singing were loud and high, not quiet and low. Jesus, No, they shouted to the Lord. They sing to the Lord. That's what we love hearing your voices out there when you sing. Hosanna. Praise to the Lord. In Psalm 66, verse 1, it says, Make a joyful shout to God all the earth. In Colossians 3.16, it says, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. One of the things I think as a side note that just needs to be addressed this morning on the subject of giving praise to the Lord is worship is not to us or for us. It's for the Lord. 
In Psalm 115, verse 1, it says, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to Your name give glory. Because of Your mercy, because of Your truth. See, worshiping through giving praise is not set up to satisfy our needs, but rather to express the worthiness of God to save no matter what the situation may be. And when we worship the Lord, even in those times of difficulty, and we praise the Lord because He is our salvation and He's the one that can help us, things change in our lives. Revelation 4.11, as they cried out to the Lord, they said, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For You created all things, and by Your will they exist and were created. So who's worthy of all of our praise? The Lord. And so we see our plea Our prayer for help transitions supernaturally to a shout of praise to the Lord with that same phrase, Hosanna. Lord, help me. I know You save. You will save. When we shout Hosanna and we praise the Lord from that place of crying for help, it does something to us. It changes us. That's what we need to be focused on today. Both types of Hosanna. Make that personal for you. That we have confidence there that God does save. He will save. That He hears our prayer. That He knows the things that we need before we even know that we need them. Because we need to transition as that phrase has transitioned from a prayer of help to a shout of praise. Hosanna. As we combine Psalm 118 and Matthew 21, where we see that phrase used again in the New Testament, Psalm 118 verse 25 says, Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray. Matthew 21.9 says, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. I don't even know if the people understood exactly what they were shouting that day. As it was a plea, a cry for help. Maybe little did they know that they needed help. They needed forgiveness of sin. And Jesus was going to make that forgiveness available to all the world as He would die on the cross that following Friday. as they shouted this shout of praise that was associated with the Messiah coming, they said, blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. I have a need, and I know who's going to meet that need. I have that need, and I know who's going to meet that need. And so my prayer for help immediately turns into my shifting of my focus onto who is the one that helps me? Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Lord, please help me. And then to he, he's here to help me. Hosanna. So where are you at today? What's going on in your life? Which side of the Hosanna are you on, if you will? Are you sitting there, oh God, please help me, please help me. Or have you transitioned yet into that place of praising the Lord because you know He does help and He is mighty to save? That you're blessing Him even from a place where you haven't seen it yet. 
Because though the people may have been crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Jesus hadn't laid down His life for the sins of the world yet. That personal relationship with God as we know it today was not made available yet. And it's almost as if that shout of Hosanna, that phrase that we use all the time, has a greater meaning for us today in that it bridges the gap between Lord, I need help and Lord, I know You help. And if the Lord's brought you to this place today where you're crying out, Lord, please help me that you would be able to say, Hosanna, blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. Because that is not a natural thing to say when you're going through difficulty. It's a supernatural thing. You must have the power of the Holy Spirit to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus personally, and you've come to that point, maybe that's why you're at church today. And you're looking for help. And you think there's got to be something more. I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. If you've walked away from the Lord and you have found yourself experiencing certain things that maybe by God's sovereignty and because He loves you so much has allowed to take place in your life to get your attention, to show you that the way that you're on that is going away from the Lord is a path that leads to destruction and the Lord is trying to hedge you back to where you should be, come back to the Lord today. Confess your sin. Be forgiven. Find yourself worshiping the Lord. For He can help you. He's mighty to save. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. His name is Jesus. He's the one we celebrate today. That triumphal entry, we don't just call that for, call it that for no reason. It was the beginning of what Jesus would do in triumphing over sin and over death. And so we as people cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We ask, Lord, today that You would please meet every person exactly where they're at. Lord, I ask that You, even now by the power of Your Holy Spirit, Lord, for those that do not know You today, or for those, Lord, that may have walked away from You, that they, Lord, would have that chance now to put their faith in You, to recommit their life to You. I pray, Lord, that You would please speak to their hearts, Lord, whoever they may be, wherever they may be at, whatever they have going on in their life. Lord, I pray that You would just move by Your Holy Spirit now in the lives of Your people. And with every eye closed and head bowed, if you're here today, very simply, or if you're watching this on some social media outlet or on an archive somewhere with every eye closed and every head bowed. If you're here and you're in that place where you know that you need to get right with God, that you need that touch from the Lord, forgiveness of sins, know that that's available to you today. That you can have that personally. And if you've never given your life to the Lord today, and you'd like to with every eye closed and every head bowed, I would just very simply ask you want to receive that forgiveness of sins and that relationship with God today that you would just raise your hand up and say, yes, I'd like to give my life to the Lord today. Anybody else, you just raise your hand. Raise your hand lead you in a prayer. And also today, if you're here and you've walked away from the Lord and you need to come back to Him, would you just raise your hand as well and say, yes, 
that's me. I'd like to recommit my life to the Lord today. If there's anybody at all, just raise your hand. And Father, I pray for those that have hands and even for those that have not. For those that are here in person at this church, Lord, and for those that are watching from some other place or at some other time. Lord, I pray that as they pray this prayer of dedication or rededication to You, Lord, that You would meet them exactly where they're at. And for those of you that prayed that or have that desire to pray that prayer today, I'm just going to lead you in a very simple prayer. I'm going to ask that you repeat it after me. Mean it in your heart. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Would you forgive me of my sin and fill me with your Holy Spirit? I thank you that you love me. And I thank you that you have forgiven me of all my sin. Would you fill me with your love and your joy and your peace and give me your strength that I may be who you've created me to be. For I give you my life today. In Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, we thank you for your mercy, for your grace that makes forgiveness of sins possible. Lord, we ask God today that wherever we may find ourselves crying out to you, that you would help us to slip in to that place of praising you, Hosanna, Hosanna, because you are able to help us in our time of need. I pray for those, Lord, that have made that prayer of commitment or recommitment to you, Lord, that you would help them now to repent and to turn from their sin follow you. And Lord, we ask that you bless your people, bless your church. And Lord, may you continue to move by your Holy Spirit here. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen.